$850. That was the average amount an American adult spent for Christmas last year. And while many people still prefer doing their Christmas shopping in person, there are an increasing number who purchase online. Shopping online, whether at Christmas or any other time, comes with its own share of risk. Today, we give you 10 tips to shop safely online. This is Cybersecurity Made Personal. Helping you stay safe in a connected world. This is Cybersecurity Made Personal. Hello and welcome to the Cybersecurity Made Personal Podcast, the safest podcast on the internet. I'm Jim Herman. I have two security alerts for you today. First, there have been a number of emails going out recently that have been impersonating government agencies. Some of these emails mention your unemployment benefits are about to expire or that you will be receiving another economic impact payment, or as it's more commonly called, stimulus check. You will not be contacted by email about government payments that you're going to receive. If you get a text message, call, or an email, you can be sure that it's a scam. Never give out personal information or click on the links in these messages. Second, a series of fake Google ads have been targeting cryptocurrency investors. The thieves have taken to Google ads in order to be able to target potential victims. Those who clicked on the fake ad were told to download a cryptocurrency wallet. However, the download actually exposed credentials to the victim's existing wallet, allowing the thieves to steal their cryptocurrency. It appears that these crypto criminals have made off with over $500,000 from this scam. Even if you're not interested in cryptocurrency, there's still a lesson for you. You should not blindly trust the ads that you see online. They are for legitimate products in most cases, but sometimes fake ads do make it through the screening process. Do you want to be notified when we release a new episode or when there's an important alert that could affect your online safety? If so, visit cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash email and sign up for our email list. It will be the safest email in your inbox each week. And don't worry, we won't sell your email address or share it with anyone other than our email service. Once again, that's cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash email. And now, on to today's tip. The great transformation typically begins on November 1st. The moment that the leftover Halloween candy hits the bargain bin is the same time that the Christmas products start taking over the store. 
Everywhere you look now is filled with Christmas. Christmas decorations, Christmas gift ideas, Christmas music over the loudspeakers, and much more. Some people love the holiday season, while others try to avoid it as much as possible. But no matter which camp you fall in, there's a very good chance that you'll buy at least one of your gifts this year online. But shopping online isn't without its risks, even when it's not the holiday season. There are scam websites that promise you the hottest gifts at incredible prices, but never actually send you anything. There are phishing pages looking for access to your online shopping accounts. And of course, there are people who just want to do whatever they can to steal your credit card number. But you can take steps to guard against all of these attacks. Here are 10 steps that will help protect you and your wallet as you shop online. First, make sure that a site is using HTTPS before you make a purchase. As I've mentioned many times before on this program, HTTPS is an encrypted method of communication. If your internet traffic isn't encrypted, it can be read by anyone along the way. That means that if the site is not using encryption, your credit card number can be easily intercepted and read. Any reputable shopping site is going to use encryption. At the very least, a legitimate site should make it almost impossible to get to the checkout page without using encryption, and it would be much better for the site to redirect you to the secure version of every single page. To make sure that a page is encrypted, you can look for the HTTPS instead of HTTP at the beginning of the internet address, or you can just look for the lock icon typically in the address bar. Second, if you haven't heard of the company you're thinking about purchasing from, check it out very carefully. While there are plenty of legitimate e-commerce sites, there are also a large number of scams and knockoffs. Legitimate sites will have a decently modern look and very few spelling or grammatical errors. You should be concerned if the site looks like it was designed 20 years ago or it's full of misspellings. You should also be concerned if there's a number of products with very strange wording. That often indicates it was written in another language first and then translated to English using something like Google Translate. Also, be careful about misspellings of the domain name. There's a big difference between Amazon.com, A-M-A-Z-O-N, and Amazin.com, A-M-A-Z-I-N. The difference is just one letter, but those two letters happen to be right next to each other on the keyboard. It could be very easy to miss the O key and hit the I key instead. A scammer could then set up a fake Amazon site at Amazon.com and use it to trick people into paying them instead of paying Amazon. 
And finally, watch out for sites that you have never heard of. I got scammed a number of years ago by a site that was selling pirated versions of Microsoft Office. I trusted the website's rating with the Better Business Bureau that was prominently listed on the site, but it turned out it was actually referring to a different company. Once I realized the site was selling illegal software, a quick internet search confirmed that the site was a scam. If you're not familiar with the site, you'll also want to check out the terms and conditions, the return policy, and the contact details. If the policies seem extreme, there's a very good chance the website is a scam. And any legitimate e-commerce site is going to offer multiple ways to contact them. If you can't find any ways to get in touch with the company, it's a good sign the company is not legitimate. Third, watch out for deals that seem way too good to be true. The larger the discount, the greater the chance that the deal is just out to grab your attention. Now that doesn't mean that every amazing deal is a scam, any more than it means that every reasonable deal is automatically legitimate. But the greater the deal, the greater the likelihood is that the deal is also fake. Fourth, be sure to watch the shipping speed. I've mentioned before on this podcast how I was once scammed by a third-party seller on Amazon. The seller offered a product I needed at a reasonable price, but the shipping speed was unusually slow, almost a month and a half. By the time the product should have arrived, I had already forgotten about my purchase, ordered it from another source, and received that order. Fortunately, I later noticed that order and received my money back since the seller had already been shut down by Amazon. Make sure to pay attention to the shipping speed, especially if you're wanting to receive the product in time for Christmas or another holiday or event. And if you do decide to purchase something with a very slow shipping speed, make sure you leave a reminder somewhere to make sure you actually get the product that you paid for. Fifth, use a credit card instead of a debit card to pay for your purchases. When you pay with a credit card, you can dispute the charge if you don't receive the item or if your card number is compromised and additional fraudulent charges appear. You don't have to pay for those charges while the bank investigates them. But with a debit card, the money will already be deducted from your account and the bank is not required to restore that money while it investigates your claim. Now, your bank's policies may specify that they will reimburse you for unauthorized charges immediately, but there's no legal obligation that the bank reimburse the money right away. Both credit and debit cards have protection that limits the liability for fraudulent charges to $50. But with a debit card, that protection is only valid if you notify your bank within 48 hours of the charge. After 48 hours, your liability increases to $500 instead. 
With a credit card, your liability remains at $50 as long as you report the fraudulent charge within 60 days of the statement date. Once again, your bank's policies may differ, but the legal requirement is 48 hours. So you take a much bigger risk when you pay with a credit card as opposed to a debit card. You could be out your money for a period of time, and you could be liable for much more if fraudulent charges are placed on your account. So when you're buying online, use your credit card instead. Sixth, if you're asked to create an account and save your card number, don't save your card. Saving your card number is convenient when you make multiple purchases with a site. But that convenience also makes it convenient for anyone else who manages to get access to your account. In fact, several years ago, Apple faced a lawsuit because kids were making in-app purchases using the cards saved in their parents' Apple account. Apple had to refund $32.5 million of charges to parents as a part of that lawsuit. It's also possible that someone could inadvertently make a purchase. If someone comes behind you on a website where you've signed in, they could make the purchase on your account without even realizing it, thinking the purchase is on their account. And of course, if someone steals your password or manages to get access, they could also intentionally make a fraudulent purchase using your card. But they can't use your card if it's not saved on your account. Yes, it takes a little longer to enter your card each time, but it's worth the extra security that it provides. And number seven goes right along with it. Secure your account with a strong password. You should always use a strong, complex password for every account that you have. But you should take extra care to make sure your password is strong if the account holds important data. So if you didn't follow the last tip and you saved your card number, make sure your account is protected with a strong password. And even if you did follow it and your card number is not saved, you still want a strong password to protect the other data in your account. And while you're at it, make sure you enable two-factor authentication if it's available. Two-factor authentication doesn't give you an excuse to create bad passwords, but it does provide backup protection in case strong passwords do get compromised. Eighth, use a VPN, especially if you're shopping on public Wi-Fi. A VPN protects your traffic by adding an additional layer of encryption. Your data gets additional protection from the VPN that will help keep anyone else on the network from intercepting it and decrypting your details. I don't recommend shopping on public Wi-Fi at all, but if you must do it, you should absolutely use a VPN. Ninth, clear your cookies or go into private mode before you place your final order. A very common tactic to get people to purchase right away is to use cookies 
to track how many times you visited a particular items page. After one or two visits without purchasing, the cookies may tell the system to increase the price of that item slightly. And after a few more visits, the price might increase even more. The psychological trick gets you to purchase it right away because you're concerned the price may go up again. Clearing your cookies will remove that history and make it look like it's your first visit to those pages. While not all price increases are due to this practice, it is possible that you find the price drops back down after you clear your cookies. Tenth, keep track of your purchases. I alluded to this one earlier in the show when I discussed a purchase I made for an item with a long shipping time. If you do decide to go ahead with a purchase despite the long shipping estimate, it is possible you'll forget about that purchase. And even with faster shipping times, if you make several purchases, as you might do during the next couple months, it's very possible one of those purchases might get forgotten. So don't make the mistake that I did and completely forget about your purchase. Have some way to keep track of your purchases so one doesn't go missing. In my case, I started creating a task in the system that I use for managing everything I do personally. I set the task to be due on the earliest arrival date, so I'm reminded to be watching for that package. And then I mark it as complete once everything's arrived. If something ends up backordered, I make note of what I haven't received and keep moving that task forward until the backordered item arrives. So you don't have to take risks just to take advantage of online shopping. With a few precautions, you can shop online safely. But the threats don't stop once the order's been placed. Shopping online safely does you no good if your packages never actually make it to you. So when we come back in two weeks, we will discuss how to protect your packages as they're being shipped. And as we draw to a close today, it's time for our cybersecurity pop quiz. Each episode, we ask you a question about online security or privacy, and it's your job to figure out the right answer. Today's question is a multiple answer question, so any combination of these answers could be correct. Since our next episode will discuss how to protect your holiday packages, the question is, which of these actions can protect your packages from being stolen? A. Have your package delivered while you're on vacation. B. Get a security camera or a video doorbell. C. Choose delivery to a store instead of to your home. D. Ask that packages be delivered to a back door instead of your front door. Or E. Tell your post office, UPS, and FedEx delivery people that you're watching them. Come back again next time to find out the answer 
or visit cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash pop quiz to submit your guess and get the chance to win a $25 Amazon gift card when we conclude season four next August. So that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay safe. Thanks again for joining us for the Cybersecurity Made Personal podcast. Check out the show notes page linked in the description for more information about today's tip and a transcription of today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, we would love it if you could visit our welcome page at cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash welcome. There, you can find more information about the show and links to some of our most popular episodes. CybersecurityMadePersonal.com is provided for educational purposes only. Don't take any action on your computer, phone, or other device unless you understand what you're doing and the possible consequences. Visit CybersecurityMadePersonal.com slash disclaimer for more information. Cybersecurity Made Personal is a production of Personal Tech Media. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, stay safe.